Brett Okamoto, nothing but a mouthpiece for Dana White. Is he nothing but a shill, a PR tool for the UFC? Let's talk about it before we do. My name's Rahul J. Chan. This is the Battle Camp. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. Actually, don't just consider it. Please just do it, man. Hit the subscribe button. I'm getting very close to get to, to hitting that 1,000 subscriber mark. I need your help to get here, and I don't like begging. So the sooner it happens, the sooner I stop pleading with people to subscribe to my channel. Anyway, begging over. Look, the reason why I've decided to make this video is I've been kind of, this has been playing on my mind over the last, I don't know, let's say three months, right? Because I've noticed voices getting louder uh, with discontent towards the likes of Brett Okamoto. And in the context of the last couple of weeks in terms of the relationship between Francis Ngannou and Dana White and Dana White's actions uh, after Francis Ngannou won the or retained his heavyweight championship by not coming into the octagon or not attending the post-fight press conference. Um, these these voices have become um, a lot more vocal on social media towards Brett Okamoto. And I saw on many occasions people tweeting out at Brett Okamoto. And these are just people that I follow or, or, or people that I follow have liked these tweets. Obviously, I haven't seen every single uh, one of these uh, communications towards Brett Okamoto. Um, but people basically saying, Brett, why aren't you talking about this? Why are you so quiet? Why aren't you talking about this whole story? Why aren't you reporting on this? Um, I saw John Anik reply to a fan saying the same thing to John Anik. And he was his response was, I've got a podcast with Kenny Florian. I can talk about whatever I want on that podcast. Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Uh, but he basically said he's just not going to talk about it, right? Um, and then it kind of got me thinking about Brett Okamoto. And his function in the machine that is the UFC. And him as a reporter or a journalist, however you want to refer to it, right? And to me, I kind of felt as though this criticism levelled at Brett Okamoto was a little bit unfair. And the reason I say that is, um, and, 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 and obviously this, is, this happened a while back, but in the lead up to Francis Ngannou, against Cyril God. I feel some of the best content that I consumed in Fight Week was when Brett Okamoto interviewed Francis and he interviewed Francis's manager, Markel Martin. Um, so obviously he spoke to Francis at length about how, where his head's at, how he feels towards the UFC, what he thinks is going to happen next, what he wants as a fighter. Um, and they look back at the last year and, and things of that nature. Most of that interview was about his contract and his relationship with the UFC. And obviously his conversation with Markel Martin revolved, 99% of it was about this whole dispute over the last year or so. So <clears throat> firstly, it's unfair to say to Brett, why aren't you covering the story when he clearly has? And secondly, I feel it's unfair to criticise a man if you if his actions aren't out of the ordinary, right? What do I mean by that? If I look at Brett Okamoto's uh, Twitter feed, what I tend to see is um, fight announcements. Hey guys, breaking news, what a scrap. UFC Fight Night 734, March. We're going to see those kind of tweets and two, you know, pictures of two fighters next to each other. Um, we see, um, so breaking news on fights. We see um, breaking news on so-and-so's injured. He's out of this fight. 
And then we see him tweeting on fight night about fights, giving his opinion about the fight that has just happened or tweeting during the fight. Hell man, what a scrap. That kind of stuff. One thing that I've never seen on Brett Okamoto's Twitter feed is here are my thoughts about Francis Ngannou's bitter dispute with the UFC, a thread. Like, I've never seen him do anything like that, right? To the point where I've never seen him sit there and criticise Bellator about anything. I've never seen him sit there and criticise BKFC. Like, BKFC had a man die in the ring. Like, that was... He's well, with, well within his rights to, to criticise them. And I didn't see him do it, right? So, the point I'm trying to make here is... <clears throat> he's not... It's not something that... It's, these actions match what he's done in the past. By him not tweeting up a storm about Francis Ngannou's contract dispute with the UFC. One thing that always sticks with me is... Uh, Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas because I I I, I watch their their show Morning Combat religi re religiously <clears throat> so every Monday Wednesday and Friday I watch that shit and one thing that I've got over the last how long's that show been on what three four years something like that maybe two years I'm not sure um, but one thing that I've I, I've got from the hours of 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 content that I've watched that they produced is. They've, they've always spoken about their struggles in the game covering the sport and the long, hard, treacherous road, treacherous road it's been to get where they are now, where it feels as though touch wood, that they're quite happy and content in life and, and it feels as though that's kind of conducive to, to, to the good work that they're doing currently, right? And then I look, <laughs> I look at Brett Okamoto and the poor guy was at ESPN before the UFC went to that network. So he was covering the sport before the UFC. He was there first. Right? And he's seen firsthand, and I know this feud between Arrow Helwani and Dana White pre-existed Helwani joining ESPN and the UFC joining ESPN. But he saw the treatment that Arrow Helwani got because of his relationship with Dana White. So when I sit back and I think to myself, this man has got a missus. I'm pretty sure he's got kids. It seems as though he's got a nice comfortable life in Vegas to the point where Francis Ngannou is living in his old house. So he's probably doing quite well financially. And there's people online that are upset about him not going at the UFC because that's what they want, really. You know, they don't want they don't want him to necessarily share his opinion, whatever his opinion may be. I feel as though what they want is for him to go online uh, on whichever format, whether it's a video or Twitter or whatever, and literally just slag off the UFC. <clears throat> but that might have a damaging effect on his career covering the UFC for ESPN, the place that he's been working at for, I don't know, what, 10 years or something? Would you do that? Would you risk it for a biscuit? Would you risk your career, your livelihood, your lifestyle to appease people online and end up without a job for the leading sports 
um, broadcaster in the States and struggle to find someone else to hire you? Like, what, 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 what would you do if you were in that, in that position? I don't know if I, I don't know if I, if I, if I would. I don't know if I would. Like, we all work in jobs at the moment where we can't say exactly how we feel about every single situation because if I did that, I wouldn't have a job at the organisation I currently work at. I'm pretty sure 99% of you lot wouldn't either. Right now, I'm not sat here saying that Brett Okamoto is right for not being more opinionated. But I suppose the point I'm trying to make is this. <clears throat> By him not covering this whole Francis Ngannou dispute with the UFC, he's not acting differently to how he's acted over the last five, six years. Right. It's just not what he does. And that's fine. Right. I've said on this channel countless times um chuck chuck minnenhall is my favorite ever reporter journalist that's covered the sport of mixed martial arts i enjoy his perspective and i enjoy his writing style oh and also sean al shat sean al shatty wrote one of the best articles i've ever read um, about uh, an mma fighter but that's by the way <clears throat> but the point i'm trying to make is everyone has what they like what they gravitate towards and if what you want to see is people giving their opinion about the dispute that Francis Ngannou has with the UFC or for that matter fight or pay or any other um, any other situation that the UFC or Dana White find itself in that might shed a negative light on the UFC or Dana White. There's plenty of other people out there that will provide you that kind of content. You've got Ariel Hawani, the biggest in the game, Luke Thomas, Brian Campbell. Like they're, they're, they're some of the biggest names in, in, in the industry when it comes to covering the sport are very open with their opinions. So you can find that content wherever you, wherever you like. It's so easy to find that content. I do it. Like if you're sat here watching this, that's what I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people out there that express that are, are able to express a negative opinion about the UFC or Dana White, right? Without repercussions, repercussions. Um, and on the other hand, if you agree with the UFC, because there's a lot of people out there that do agree with the UFC and feel as though, oh no, you know, uh, the UFC is right. Look at the marketing, and I, I don't, I don't buy any of all of this stuff. But these are the the things that people that are on the side of the UFC say. Oh, the marketing machine, the UFC, there's the PI, and then try and list all of these reasons why um, fighters should get paid, why fighters are getting paid um, correctly or fairly. Is probably the better word. <clears throat> there's people out there that will. Um, reinforce your opinion just go to Chow Sonnen's channel which which befuddles me it befuddles me like some of his opinions that is expressed about Francis Ngannou um Cyril Garn even Moreno and Figgy um in the lead up to the fight and after the fight right <clears throat> because he's a guy that used to fight but he's very pro Dana White and the UFC and you know where his loyalty lies so whenever there is a dispute between a fighter and the UFC then if you want to hear a pro UFC argument go to his channel it's not difficult it's not rocket science 
I just, I just, I, I just don't see the need to tweet abuse. And I don't know whether abuse is too much of a strong word because the tweets that I saw weren't really abusive. They were asking a genuine question, but just in a rude way uh, towards Brett Okamoto and, and John Anik. Um, <clears throat> but I just don't see the the need to to kind of demand that sort of thing from people when there's plenty of other options for you if that's what you need in life and I don't see the the need to expect a man to act out of character on moral grounds if that makes sense because it's a question of ethics and morality this whole thing and it's basically people getting on the high horse <clears throat> putting a finger at Brett Okamoto and John Anik saying <laughs> You need to be more vocal about this because it's not fair what's happening to these fighters. But, I mean, what's, what should a man's priority be? Morals and ethics professionally or his family, his livelihood, food, warmth, shelter? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I just, I just, I just see both sides of the argument, and I'm not sure what, whether I agree with people calling journalists out and stuff like that. And this isn't like a thinly veiled attempt by, by me to try, try and get more traffic to my channel because, because this is what I do, and you know, I, I have no, I have no. Um, who am I, first and foremost? And secondly, like obviously, I don't have any. Um, um, affiliation with anyone so i can pretty much stay and do what i want on this channel but yeah i'm um, going off on a tangent there and this video has ended up a lot longer than i intended it to be but those are my thoughts let me know what you guys think what do you guys think about what i've said where do you fall on this debate this question do you even care do you even care let me know put your comments below i'll respond to any uh comments that are um not stupid how about that um, subscribe if you haven't already I really want to get to a thousand subscribers I need your help please 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 help me and yeah um, it is Wednesday today obviously and I was supposed to make this video on Tuesday but there's a couple of reasons why I didn't because firstly I knew I had a haircut appointment today so I thought I'll wait till I get my haircut because vanity came into it I'm not gonna lie to you I did feel a bit scruffy I looked in the mirror and my beard was a bit a bit kind of not how I like it so I thought you know what let's get our hair cut tomorrow and you can make the video tomorrow and that's what I'm doing because tomorrow is now today um, yesterday also was it yesterday or yeah no two days ago Monday <clears throat> Aubameyang leaves Arsenal off to Barcelona um, Obviously, this is football related, soccer related. The captain, ex-captain of Arsenal Football Club leaves us a little bit light up top. Um, disappointing the way it ended with Aubameyang. Um, but, uh, you know, actually, I wasn't really, I didn't really mind so much. And then when I started seeing the posts online, Barcelona, you know, posting pictures of Aubameyang and different journalists. Oh, he's arrived in Barcelona, seeing him wearing the Barcelona kit. His goodbye message to us, the Arsenal fans, it really hit me in the feels, man. Hit me in the plans. Made me sad. Goodbye, my Abba. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Let's leave it there with me singing. Anyway, um, I'll catch you guys on the next video. 
like I said, like, comment, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. All right, bye, bye.